The complexity of the software infrastructure has been increasing as companies have migrated towards Kubernetes, containers, microservices, and other distributed systems. However, the tools around observability and monitoring have not seen much improvement. These tools are usually managed by teams distributed across different locations and time zones, which result in siloing of knowledge of your infrastructure across individuals. Reasoning about downtime involves bringing together all the pieces. While the teams can communicate through Slack, screenshots, and Google Docs, this has been still far from the kind of collaboration tools that other teams have enjoyed. For example, Figma is used by design team and Notion is used by product teams. Fiberplane is a collaborative notebook platform for DevOps and SRE. It puts a programmable SRE environment at the fingertips of engineers, redefining collaboration for infrastructure teams. Fiberplane offers collaborative investigation and documentation tools with real data all hosted within a technical open-source notebook format. Micah Hernandez Van Leufen is the founder and CEO of Fiberplane, and he joins us today. This episode is hosted by Sean Falconer. Sean's been an academic founder and Googler. He has published works covering a wide range of topics, from information visualization to quantum computing. Currently, Sean is head of developer relations and product marketing at Skyflow, and host of the podcast, Partiality Redacted, a podcast about privacy and security engineering. Mies, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Great to, great to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining. You know, I've been looking forward to our conversation today. So you are the CEO and founder of Fiberplane, which is a collaborative notebook for debugging your infrastructure. We'll be digging into how to manage and respond to outages today, but let's start off by having you introduce yourself. Who are you? What's your background? How did you end up where you are today? Sure thing. Uh, so yeah, my name is Mies. Um, my background is in computer science. So originally I'm from Amsterdam. I did my uh, thesis uh, at USF and the topic was uh, autonomous resource provisioning using software containers. This is all before Docker uh, was a thing. Um, got excited by this topic and decided to start a company around it, which was uh, Worker. So that was a container-native CI/CD uh, platform. Um, originally, uh, platformed on top of uh, LXC, and sort of we, uh, you know, went through various iterations of the platform and the product, uh, eventually settling uh, on Kubernetes and uh, containers uh, to run all the workloads. Um, so. Yeah, expanded that to, to, to San Francisco where we had a, a team in um, London as well. And then eventually in 2017, we got acquired by Oracle to bolster their cloud native strategy. Um, can dive into that as well. So spent a couple of years there, uh, moved to the Bay Area um, to uh, become a VP of software development, uh, focusing on all their cloud native efforts. Tried to do a little bit of open source there. Uh, and then uh, eventually was keen to move uh, back to Europe um, and start thinking about what's next. Did a bunch of, or still doing a bunch of angel investing in sort of the same space, developer tools, infrastructure, building blocks for tomorrow. Uh, that's now formalized in a pre-seed fund with uh, two other people and um, started working on Fiberplane, uh, uh, you know, also based off our experience running Worker, a di you know, big distributed system, um, and how to deal sort of with infrastructure debugging. 
Awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, first of all, congratulations on the acquisition by Oracle, but it sounds like you've spent a long time working sort of in the dev tools space across a couple of different types of types of products. Uh, you know, and I think, um, you know, a big part of what you're doing is Fiberplane, re- you know, relates to uh, SREs and uh, essentially site reliability engineers for, for those that are unfamiliar with that acronym. But that is something, you know, I think Google's credited with the creation of uh, nearly 20 years ago. And there's been in the past decade or so, these kind of super scale companies like Facebook and Netflix and Uber that have also established SRE teams. And now I think even new non sort of super scale companies are starting to invest in it. Maybe we could start off by giving a little bit of background about what the typical responsibilities of an SRE are within an organization, and you know why do you think that there's this growing interest in building out SRE functions? Yeah, it's it's an interesting question and sort of interesting evolution, sort of going from from DevOps to SREs. I would say, you know, first and foremost, SREs provide first line support. You know, something's down. SREs are sort of the dedicated firefighters that uh, come in. Um, they also define the strategies and you know the patterns for building reliable services, um, how to instrument them, um, how to monitor them, how to observe them, and then I think the final bit would be around uh, removing toil and sort of removing technical uh, debt uh, for you know your infrastructure and your and your services. I like that uh, analogy of the dedicated firefighters, um, but so in the case of um, you know, SREs, uh, you know, a company that has essentially a dedicated SRE function. And how, how do they typically manage something like an, like an outage at a company? What is this kind of like tools and processes available that those teams would actually be utilizing to, you know, recover from some sort of server outage? Yeah, I think it's highly dependent on, I would say, sort of the, the you know, as you pointed out, right, the stage of the company. Uh, and as such, the DevOps maturity of uh, the, the entire team. And then it's also like very much dependent on the culture and how the company is, is, is structured. Um, so you see different processes and obviously very much different tooling in, in the space, right? Um, you know, ranging from Datadog for uh, monitoring and observability um, to maybe more open source stacks such as Grafana, Prometheus, uh, Elastic for, for logging. Um, and of course, various uh, tools around alerting. Um, but typically, the flow that you would see is, you know, alert goes off, could be you know, pager duty. Um, that triggers some kind of event. People are on call on a on a schedule, um, and then they need to, you know, wake up and respond, and then start looking at their systems and see what's up. Uh, and then, you know, you you see a lot of sort of the incident commander, incident communicator model, like one person is sort of the decision maker. If, if, if you're doing this at scale and the severity is high, you might see uh, communicators that uh, communicate either internally to you know, internal stakeholders, uh, management team, whatever, or um, external parties, right? Obviously, your customers are affected uh, by this as well. But yeah, I would say that the, the tools and processes are, are quite all over the place. And what are some of the, like, I guess, you know, common challenges with the current approaches to investigating and managing outages that teams have to deal with? Yeah, that's a great question. I think overall the quality of the investigation, right, is one, one thing. Like, is there enough expertise and experience to solve this thing? 
is there enough knowledge uh, in place? Because uh, you also see people you know, operating from uh, muscle memory, uh, tribal knowledge in, inside of uh, uh, a team. Um, is there data, information, um, uh, enough signal? And then I think where it gets interesting, like the quality of the, 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 the signal, right? the quality of the uh, intelligence uh, that you have. Imagine, you know, with essentially the like growth of, you know, modern cloud infrastructure deployment models like microservices, containers, and so on, that's added probably a lot of complexity as well to just the, the, the quality of the information available and sort of the investigation process. Yeah, exactly. And, that, and that's like touches upon, I would say, sort of a bit of the inception story around Fireplane because we were running, you know, a large distributed system. Uh, spread across multiple microservices uh, on top of uh, EC2, bunch of bunch of instances. Um, you know all these layers of abstraction, uh, uh, multiple moving parts, and I think that definitely has complicated matters. Right, it's very hard, and, and again, like that's sort of the inception. So for us, it was hard to debug like what's really going on underneath this system. What we're seeing this behavior, but what is the root cause uh, of it? Um, and what you know, we've come to the conclusion, and you know, uh, hence the, the, the starting of another company, um, is that I think we've like dashboards are not a great fit for that world that you just described, right? Um, I think dashboards still have their place, um, but they're great for the known knowns, right? You codify up in advance um, the system that you want to observe and the behavior uh, uh, that you think will go. Uh, awry. And the reality is that uh, usually all the stuff that you've codified is not the stuff that goes wrong. Like it's the unknowns that are more prevalent nowadays because of all of these microservices, moving parts, uh, complex infrastructure. Uh, so that's sort of one, I would say sort of one observation that we had. Yeah. So can you talk about, you know, I think this is a good uh, like place to kind of jump into Fiberplane. Can you talk about maybe, you know, first, let's just start with the basics. Like, what is Fiberplane for in your own words? Yeah. yeah. So Fiberplane is collaborative notebooks uh, for DevOps and SREs. Um, but I, w I will say you also see developers taking on SRE-like roles, right? Or SRE-like uh, functions. So it's also for developers. If I look at my own team, we have we don't have dedicated SREs, but we do have developers doing SRE uh, things. Um, so collaborative notebooks for DevOps and SREs to help them debug their infrastructure. Um, so very much imagine if Notion and Datadog would have a baby. That's what you get, and and we can we can sort of un, un, unpack unpack that right. So it is it's very much a a um, notebook like format, very much inspired. Uh, by data science and and sort of uh, Jupyter notebooks and and our studio sort of the tool the tooling from that world, um, but written from scratch. So notebook form factor that allows you uh, through a, a a plugin model that we call providers allows you to pull in data from your different observability systems, right? So this could be an Elasticsearch for logs, could be Prometheus for metrics, allows you to pull in that data, um, and then. Uh, the other piece to it, it's collaborative, right? So it, it is also like Google Docs and Notion. You can all show up in this notebook, uh, add, mention each other, uh, start a discussion, uh, and you know, collaborate on, on, the, on the investigation. 
So why, uh, like, why a new product for this? Why not leverage like an existing collaboration tool like like a Notion or a Google Doc? Yeah. So we looked at that, and I think that the um, sort of the ability to to pull in that data, right? Sort of the integration design space is rather limited, right? I don't think we can get that rich integration where you pull in some uh, metric data from a Prometheus. You have this live chart inside of the notebook. Um, you can leave comments on it and uh, you know change the time range, go into live mode, uh, different visualization. I think yeah, those type of tools don't really lend themselves for you know that world that we operate in. So I think that's that's you know number one. Mm-hmm. Can you talk? You know, you've talked a little bit about I think some of your inspiration for Fiberplane as well as the product. But can you talk a little bit about like the evolution of the product? How did you kind of go from idea to actually you know building this actual product? Yeah. So. Um, you know, started off with, we want to build this sort of notebook form factor. Um, and then over time, so it's, I mean, I will say we like one of the, I wouldn't say challenges, but one of the things that we've discovered that we're kind of like building two startups at the same time, because we're doing this sort of rich text, collaborative, rich text editing experience on the one end. And on the other end, we're doing this infrastructure product that allows you to pull in data from, uh, you know, these, these observability tools and, and, and maybe others as well. Right. So we kind of you know, come to the conclusion that we're doing two startups at the same time. Um, so that's sort of how we approach it. Like we're, we're doing this rich text editing kind of evolved into building our own editor from, from scratch. Uh, that's where we ended up and then built up this, uh, plugin model, uh, that allows you to pull in that data. And we've, we've open sourced, uh, some of that stack as well. Uh, it's actually based off of WebAssembly. So we use, uh, we compile the WebAssembly and the bundles can run both in the browser as well as uh, uh, on the server side. And then how does the like notebook or fiber plane experience integrate with these existing observability tools? Yeah, so great question. So we've, we've got the plugins, so they, they, they are responsible for pulling in the data from uh, these different uh, tools. And then obviously we need a visual representation uh, for that data, right? Um, so we have these different cell types, uh, one of which would be a chart. You know, that's a great fit for uh, a metric type of data. And then we have a more log, you know, like logging type uh, cell that allows you sort of to, to filter the structured data and, um, and, and all of that. So we got different cell types, different integrations, and that allows for quite a rich uh, design space, right? Where uh, you've got these different types of data, logs, traces, uh, metrics, um, you've got things like checklists, right? You know, obviously something that you would expect from a Notion or Google Docs as well, but now you can uh, start codifying that investigation. And then two other things that we have is one is templates. Um, so you're actually sort of capable of codifying, hey, uh, this is our sort of runbook for this specific uh, uh, service, or this is a template for you know the postmortem. Um, and for instance, what uh, a typical workflow with Fiberplane would be, you know, alert goes off, uh, Fiberplane gets a signal. Uh, we create a notebook based off a template that is that you've defined in that alert. Um, it could even contain uh, like charts and, and logs and anything that you already want the notebook to be pre-filled with. So you can, you've got actionable intelligence to so jump in and 
start the investigation. Uh, I will add so another thing that we have also in terms of like pulling in data, right? SREs, I mean, dev developers in, de in general tend to live in their terminal. So we also have a command line interface um, that allows you to do the usual stuff that you would you know, do with a service, like allows you, in our case, allows you to create notebooks from the uh, terminal, uh, even invite people, uh, interact with our API, right? Um, but two other things that it does is one is a command called fp run, uh, and that allows you to pipe certain commands from the terminal or the output from certain commands from the terminal to the notebook. Uh, so a good example here would be where you like you're in your your terminal, you're debugging your thing, um, and you're running kubectl logs, right? You're interacting with your Kubernetes cluster, getting the logs back, and now you're able to pipe that into uh, the notebook. Um, and now the nice thing is that we understand that the structure of that output, and so we not present this in a notebook as just you know piece of code like like similar to in your terminal, like a bunch of monospace text. Um, we actually understand the structure, and now you're, we present that in columns, and you can filter on it and, and interact with that data. And then the second uh, feature is, more, is what we call shell to cell, where there's a long-running uh, session maybe. So you, you start a session, you're debugging your thing, uh, and you're kind of like recording that entire session and piping that into, um, into, into the notebook. Now, the reason why that is handy is because... Um, you know, as, as I said, like as developers and SREs, we're de debugging our system and we're living also in this terminal. But unfortunately, if you type something in your terminal, I have no idea what you just typed and you might have solved the, the, the problem, right? Uh, so this is a way to sort of codify that knowledge and build up that, that system of record. Is there a challenge with um, essentially like information overload in the notebook? Like how do as people are essentially running these types of commands and bringing in data from various observability tools, how do you sort of like filter and process that information during this collaboration? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And, you know, also one that we're still figuring out, like what happens if the notebook becomes uh, too large? Like, do you need a table of contents? Um, do you need the ability to sort of highlight? We do have the ability to like highlight pieces of text or like leave comments on specific things, but what you kind of want like surface uh, maybe, hey, this is the root cause or uh, yeah, highlight a specific part of the investigation. That's still something that we're you know, figuring out as well. Mm -hmm. So I imagine like collaboration, it sounds like collaboration is a big part of, uh, of you know, the heart of the Fiberplane product. And it, I'm sure, is very critical to dealing with an outage, especially in the world where we are, you know, a lot of businesses are essentially running remote and people are all over the world. So you need some sort of place where you can kind of consolidate and collaborate on a critically uh, critical issue like this, but essentially, what are some of the collaboration features that exist within Fiberplane to help a, a team actually, you know, collaboratively investigate an issue? Yeah. So as I, as I said, we you know have that notebook form factor. You've got your you know different avatars. You've got multiple people in in the product. I think that's first and foremost. So uh, by definition, uh, you know, if you've got sort of two brains, are better than better than one. Like it makes it a multiplayer. Uh, experience. Um, we have uh, features like you know, can leave comments and sort of we have a discussion cell uh, where you might want to have a, a longer form thread perhaps where uh, you want to, um, you know, maybe you have a, a hypothesis on what's going on and you want people to respond to that and, and you can mark that discussion as, as resolved eventually. Uh, so we have that. And then I think overall the ability just to codify uh, for the future, right? 
is 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 a big thing. You're able to you know search the notebooks, go back. How did we solve this last time? Uh, is this some kind of behavior that we uh, you know saw in the past as well? And, but also, I would say for for onboarding, right? When new people join uh, the team, they now can go through these notebooks and sort of get a feel for how these processes are are, are run and uh, what are some of the the common uh, commands and best practices around uh, debugging you know piece of the service. Yeah, so you mentioned the idea of having this, you know, historical reference of these, uh, you know, how an incident was managed. What is the the output of the process once someone has actually gone through one of these incidents? So the output is the artifact is the notebook, and I, I would say that in a most ideal situation, you kind of like are writing the post mortem as you go along. Like, there's no, I mean, obviously we're happy for you to write a post mortem in the product, you know, uh, as a as an after. Uh, uh, thought, but I think in the ideal use case, the artifact is the postmortem, right? Is the investigation, uh, or in advance, like it is a runbook uh, that you can pick up and uh, use to uh, uh, debug a, a piece of your infrastructure. And now you can search them and you can label them. So is is running a postmortem uh, like a process supported by Fiberplane, or is that something that you see? people essentially like as you mentioned like doing as uh, part of the process of actually investigating an incident yeah so the w- the way we approach the product like from the very beginning is we look at it as building blocks right we're not overly prescriptive because as i said like people have different processes different culture different structure to how they run their their teams um so we're not overly prescriptive in the sense that this is the way this is the one way that you need to run your postmortem or run your run your investigation so we've we've approached it very much as like building blocks so we've got these different providers that integrate with the systems that you use you've got the different cell types to you know give content to your to your notebook and then you've got a template uh that allows you to to mix and match these things and provide some structure uh uh to the notebook um so you know to answer your question yeah, we, we have templates, you know, built into the product for postmortems, but, you know, we're more than happy for you to create your own and, uh, uh, you know, share that with your team and, and, and define your own process. Can you talk a little bit about these uh, templates? Are these essentially like predefined notebooks with certain, uh, like a certain format for common situations that an SRE team, SRE team might be dealing with? Yeah, exactly. So it's very much as you would maybe imagine like a Google Doc template or a Notion template. Like it's a document with a certain structure that's uh, pre-filled. Um, you can create these yourself. Like it's programmed in JSON, which is a, sort of a, a, a markup language uh, for that type of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, you can run templates based on external events. So, you know, the PagerDuty is a great example, but we have our API. You're able to, you know, if you use something else or just want to create a notebook based off a template, you can do that through the API. And that gets, um, yeah, the notebook gets created. And then we support, obviously, like variables, right, which are great for, if you've got a certain, say, for instance, a, a, a process for doing an investigation, but the variable is maybe the service name, right? So that's something that you can, uh, inject, say it's the billing service or, you know, it's the authentication service. And based off that variable, we're able to, you know, pull in different uh, metrics or diff- run different providers, right? Diff- different queries um, based on the variables. And yeah, you can go pretty well with that. 
Mm -hmm. And then if I'm coming to this new and I want to adopt the fiber plane product, so like how hard is it to get started and what's that process like for a team? Yeah, so we provide uh, uh, some templates for you to get, get things uh, going. So we like post-mortem, uh, a runbook, uh, incident, uh, investigation. Um, so it's pretty easy to, to get started. And then in terms of connecting to your infrastructure, um, we support kind of like two ways. One is uh, a direct connection uh, with a URL, if you're, probably if you're on a VPN, or we have a proxy container uh, proxy service that you install inside of your cluster and that uh, proxy sets up a bi-directional secure tunnel from your infrastructure to uh, the fiber plane managed service. And then you're kind of off to the races and you can start building templates, but create notebooks. So what is, I guess, like, what is the deployment model? Someone's uh, deploying this directly within their own infrastructure. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So either, again, via VPN uh, and you sort of di have a direct connection from the from your browser to um, uh, to your observability stack or you install uh, a proxy container or a proxy service uh, that sets up that uh, connection. And uh, that's, will be, uh, yeah. And we'll be open sourcing that as well. Yeah, you mentioned uh, that you've, open source certain aspects of the product. Can you go into a little bit more uh, detail about which projects are open sourced and also what was your, you know, sort of goal and thought process behind uh, taking some of these products and, and making them available to the, the community? Yeah. So the, the, the project that we've open sourced now is called FP BindGen. So that is our bindings generator for creating these full stack uh, plugins. Um, we open sourced that because we thought you know, there might be more people interested in, in building these types of plugins. Doesn't necessarily need to be uh, a fiber plane plugins, but it could be a useful uh, sort of library and stack um, um, to build these things. Um, so that's on GitHub, fiber plane uh, slash FP bind gen. And then the proxy uh, isn't open source yet, but we'll be open sourcing that. We'll be doing a bit more tooling around creating specific uh, fiber plane providers. So you know, FP BindGen combined with some tooling um, to create your own uh, providers. We'll be open sourcing all the providers that we've created ourselves. So we've got Elasticsearch, we've got Loki uh, from Grafana, we've got Prometheus uh, with more on the way. So we'll be open sourcing all of those. So obviously you can you know, look underneath the covers and, and, and create your own. Um, which we're kind of like interested to see what people might come up with, right? Because we've been talking about SRE like activities and observability and, and all of that. But technically, you could create a provider for any type of data, right? That you want to pull into the into the notebook. So people could go pretty wild uh, with that. You know, things that we are contemplating ourselves are, you know, a GitHub provider that uh, either, you know, pulls in your issues or recent commits or maybe even your CI, you know, GitHub action, your CI CD system and, um, maybe you're able to do a rollback from within the notebook uh, uh, when, uh, when you're debugging a, a, an issue. Um, and then the command line interface uh, as well. And I don't think I mentioned the templating stack yet. So we'll be open sourcing that as well. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it, I think as you mentioned at the, you know, a couple times, SRE teams, you know, every team kind of has their own you know, way of doing things and workflows and they're probably going to be using their own, you know, 
maybe they're custom tools or, or tools that you're not expecting them to be using. So this gives them sort of the flexibility to, to bring in whatever they want to essentially be able to do their job effectively. You're building, you're giving them these like core components to make uh, you know, investigation of an incident and run their process more efficient, but they can essentially still have the, the flexibility to work with whatever, um, work in any way they want and work with whatever tools they want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and we'll be, you know, again, like expanding these these building blocks, right, and these language primitives, more providers, uh, uh, more, you know, cell types uh, for visual representations of, of, of this data. Um, yeah. How does, you know, being a company that is open sourcing part of your product stack or part of your IP, you know, impact sort of the way that you think about running a business? Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's a great question. Um, and I think, I think the, the landscape has evolved over time, right? I think sort of, you know, back in the day, the way, the way Red Hat did sort of their open source business model might not be the most relevant way of doing an open source business model nowadays, right? Um, I, I will say what I, what I see around me, I think, and what, where people land right now is you've got a managed service that is, you know, the, the, uh, where you, uh, introduce pricing and, um, where you monetize. And then there's other pieces that are, that are open source. Right. And then usually like a free tier or an, an easy on ramp to get familiar with the product, take it for a spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And then, you know, one of the things that I've commented on in the past and past shows with companies that are either building on open source or open source part of the products, like one of the big advantages there is just your you have the, that, um, you know, motivated community to give you a lot of feedback on your product. So that increases essentially your learning cycles so that you can build ultimately a better product and that's going to serve the community and serve businesses better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But as you pointed out, right, like at the end of the day, we have investors and, uh, we also need to, need to run, a uh, run a business. Yeah, for sure. You know, what is some of the biggest like technical challenges you've had to overcome building the fiber plane product? Can you talk a little bit about some of the engineering that's been involved with creating this? Yeah. So I think we touched upon a few of these, right? So, uh, I would say one is we ended up building our own, uh, rich text editor, uh, uh from scratch. Uh, we've, uh, we've, we've built our own, uh, conflict resolution uh, engine, you know, based off, uh, operational transforms, the same that Google uses for, uh, for Google docs. So use that algorithm, but implemented that in WebAssembly. Um, we've got the, the provider stack, right? So WebAssembly plugins, uh, that run both in the browser as well as, uh, on the server side. Uh, I think that's, that, that's sort of most of the, uh, I think sort of big, big, hairy technical challenges that we tackle. With the rich text editor, you know, how did you kind of work through that decision-making process of, you know, building it versus using something, you know, obviously there's a lot of like rich text editing, uh, like tools and technologies out there available, but was it that they just were not going to allow you to build at the end of the day, the product that you wanted to build or, you know, how did you kind of make that decision? Yeah, we, we were using initially an open source component. Um, and kind of just hit the limitations of that, where you have multiple, actually like have multiple editors inside of the, 
um, inside of the product. So of course you've got the notebook piece, but there's things like labels and other, other areas where we needed that editor to be present as well. Um, so we kind of just hit the limitations of, of that open source project and, um, yeah, decided to, to, to roll our own. So it's, but it's definitely not something that, you know, we started off with, with, you know, things that we can use. And then until we, you know, uh, again, like hits, hit the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I see. And then what's the status of the product? Are you in, you know, a private invo- invite only release, or is this something that, you know, me as a, a public entity could just go and sign up and start playing with? Yeah, I believe once this airs, we'll be in public beta. So you can just sign up with uh, your Gmail, uh, your Google uh, sign in, take it for a spin. Uh, and, you know, we'd love to get some feedback, right? And you know, especially around uh, what types of providers would you like to see? What should we integrate with? Um, what type of templates uh, do you want to use? Uh, what's you know, different use cases? Obviously, you know, we've talked again a lot about SRE and sort of infrastructure debugging and, and incidents, but you know, people have floated some other ideas around where the product could be used for. So I'd be, I'd be interested to sort of see where the pool is and you know, tell us uh, where you think this is useful. Yeah, I mean, if, if you can build your own integrations to you know, bring in data essentially from anywhere, there's, I'm sure, lots and lots of use cases out of the SRE workflow where a product like this could make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so very curious you know, to hear what people uh, think and uh, yeah, would love to get the feedback. Have you encountered any kind of like educational hurdle to sort of teach the market of SREs that something like this is possible and that maybe this is a better way of doing things than, uh, you know, consuming dashboards and uh, traditional way of dealing with, uh, you know, incident management? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, it kind of depends on who you talk to. I think, over, like, we, so for instance, we went to SRECon um, and, you know, we had a booth there. And, yeah, people just got it. I think it's, if you show the product, like, it's, it, um, it speaks to your imagination and you can imagine what you can do with it. Um, so we, I think that's, that's for us has been a great audience. Uh, and I think we'll be doing more at those types of events and doing more around uh, content and educating the market. But overall, I think when, when you see uh, also our, our, our website and uh, some of the tutorials that we posted, like I think people will, uh, will get it. Uh, and of course, we'll be sort of rolling out templates for different use cases uh, as well. What sort of surprised you the most so far as, uh, you know, the founder and, uh, and maybe also with regards to developing the fiber plane product? Yeah, I think, as I sort of just said, like, if it's a product, if you like, say collaborative notebooks for DevOps and SREs, right, you can kind of imagine what that w- would look like, right? So it's, it's, a, it's a sort of easy, relatively easy product to sort of comprehend and, and think about. And then you go into implementation and it turns out that it you know, takes quite a long time to build such a complex uh, developer uh, experience and go, going from idea uh, to implementation. Uh, you know, it's, you know, as we just spoke about, it's pretty, pretty hard. Yeah, we built up quite a, like, you know, a, an amazing engineering team with a lot of rest, rust uh, experience uh, and, and great front-enders as well. So. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about what is the sort of, you know, 
background of the type of engineering talent that you need to bring in to build a, a tool for this, you know, obviously you're, you're building something for the SRE market. So are you relying on your own domain expertise there? Or do you have also people with that domain expertise that are coming in and helping actually build the product? Yeah. Yeah. So indeed, you know, based off our own experience, but we also have, you know, solutions architects, uh, with, you know, I think 15 years of experience, uh, inside of, uh, you know, different organizations, uh, that can, you know, help us with their domain knowledge and, and make this a, make this a better product. That's sort of on the, on the SRE experience. I mean, uh, as you can see from the website and, and, you know, the product we've invested heavily into design and, and, uh, user experience and, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm super proud of the product that we've built. If you look at, you know, again, the, the product on the website, it looks like a, a so I don't know, like a consumer enterprise uh, type product, but you know, it, it is in fact a you know developer tool, and that's you know that's something uh, that we something that we had at Worker as well, sort of this mission to you know bring a sort of delightful uh, developer experience. Yeah, I love that. Uh, you know, I think companies are starting to realize that. Uh, you know, developers are, are humans too. And they, they, they like, uh, they like products that are also like easy to use, pretty, uh, look, look nice are actually, um, uh, you know, consumer, essentially consumer grade products. So uh, that's fantastic. But, you know, sort of what's, what's next for Fiberplane, you know, beyond the, the public, uh, beta release. Yeah. So definitely more providers. So we already sort of have a short list of, uh, uh integrations that people have been asking for. Um, you, know, you can imagine CloudWatch, uh, more uh, cloud cloud provider uh, infrastructure uh, integrations. Uh, we'll be open sourcing, as I said, a bunch of a uh, bunch of stuff. Um, and then for us, it's important to get the product market fit, get you know, get the feedback, uh, and uh, repeatable use cases. And then, is there anything else you would like to uh, share with the audience? Yeah, so fiberplane.com, uh, sign up, take it for a spin, uh, and share, of course, uh, what you think of it and what you'd like to see next for it. How should they go about sharing the feedback? Uh, so we have in-app uh, uh, feedback. We, you can find us on Twitter, uh, at fiberplane, or just hit me up at Mies, M-I-E-S, um, and uh, we'll make sure that we uh, deal with it. Fantastic. Well, Amis, thanks so much for coming on the show and you know sharing your progress and vision for Fiberplane. I wish you the best of luck uh, with the the um, the launch here and cheers and thanks again. Thank you so much.